Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Monday, and that means it's time for Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw's after show, and Triple J is back together at full strength with a really good show for you guys. We've got a handful of tag team championship matches, as well as Brock Lesnar returning, and so much more. But before we get into all of that, allow me to introduce the crew. We got Jimmy Corderas, myself, Jack Farmer, and Justin Labar. Justin, how you been, fella? I'm good, fella. Feeling good. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Monday Night Raw. We're on the road to SummerSlam, and it's definitely a road to SummerSlam since we're all in the Motor City uh, theme for, for SummerSlam. And yeah, I mean, a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, I did not get the memo. You guys left me out of the chat that we're wearing red tonight. It's raw. You're supposed to wear red. I have red lights. I thought that's <laughs> my raw presence. I, I didn't know. I mean, Jesus. You, you know, now I can't sit with you guys. We were uh, Jimmy and I were talking about it, like giggling to each other. Justin's gonna be so embarrassed. Yeah, this yeah. is a total Mean Girls move. <laughs> Tremendous. Yeah, it's totally fetch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, how are you doing? Hey, doing okay. Considering the hot weather up here, we'll take it. There's a little bit of rain coming that'll, you know, moisten things up a bit. But uh, as far as tonight goes. Um, you know, we'll talk about it, but it was an interesting night to say the least. Let's put it that way. You can't say moisten. That's like the one of those words that everybody hates hearing, especially yeah. our, especially, especially our female demographic. That's a word that just makes them cringe. Yeah, oh. I was going to say, Jimmy, it's nice and moist up there in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Well, oh, right now, it's moist from the humidity. It's 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 humid up here. Right now, uh, yeah. we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of uh, stuff we got to talk about. We're gonna move on from uh, the word mm. moist. I think. Yes. Stop <laughs> saying <cold>. it. <laughs> people just fast forwarded. <laughs> well, speaking of the people, thank you everyone who's joining us here in the chat. Make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, as always, copy the link and put it into your social media while you're here. I've been telling everyone today, once in a lifetime, with little asterisks next to it, saying it's not once in a lifetime whatsoever. There's also a survey in the about of the uh, podcast videos now that are the, the, the powers to be want feedback of what people like and don't like about the podcast. Yeah, so if you don't like the word moist, throw that in there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we got a... We got a, uh, some news here that I think is actually really interesting. Um, it's regarding Nick Aldis and possibly going to WWE. Um, following the Impact Wrestling's Slammiversary this weekend, as well as the subsequent TV tapings that took place on Sunday, 
Nick Aldis has wrapped up his run with the promotion. He's a free agent once more. And from the looks of things, Aldis already has one suitor lined up for his services. Just not how you may think. Uh, per w PW Insider Elite, WWE has a strong interest in bringing the former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion in. However, the talk within WWE is that Aldis is not being sought after as a wrestler, but instead as a producer agent. Some even believe that Aldis could start a trial run in the role as soon as next month. Uh, mm. Justin, uh, Nick Aldis, I think, is someone who uh, I, that resurgence that NWA had just before the pandemic, I think, was really because of Nick Aldis. He was the face of that. Uh, but I think it's interesting that the idea is for him to come in as a producer, not a wrestler. Uh, what do you, how do you what are your thoughts on this story? Well, you know, look, he, he's got a good size, you know, he's got a good look. Um, but I think, you know, it might be a situation of, you know, if you want to go to the show and at least be there and work there, you might have to accept what your position is going to be. Because I think if he tried to say, look, I want to come in and I want to be on the roster right away. I, I just think that, you know, you have to have a certain name cachet to get to bypass NXT and to get to go right to raw and SmackDown. You know, AJ Styles is a rare one who we've seen, right? I mean, even Samoa Joe, uh, I believe Joe went, you know, Joe went through NXT. We never saw him on the main roster at all. You know, so yeah, you got to have, a, and so I think no disrespect to Nick and what he's done elsewhere. They would probably say, come in NXT, at least do a year there. Let's see what we got here. Let's, let's get you into the system. Let's get you how we do the things the WWE way. We've heard that. Let's, let's get a, let's get your character. Let's get the crowd. And then we'll, you know, find a spot when the time is right for Raw and SmackDown. And, and maybe, you know, he's in his mid-30s. Maybe he doesn't have an interest in that. Um, or maybe he... Yeah, I don't know. But I, I think it's probably... If he's going to go as a producer, it's probably because, you know, that's that's the way they see it. It's like, if you want to be working with Raw and SmackDown, that's where you can best contribute immediately is in that role. And, um, you know, I, I don't know much more about him other than he's been around for a while and he's he's been, he's been a lot of places. So I, I have to assume that he'd have something to offer to uh, what's a very up-and-coming roster right now. So uh, I guess we'll keep our eye on it and see what happens. But uh, I do think it's good, though. I think it's good with their producer. Yeah, they used to call they, in Jimmy's day, they used to call them the agents. Now they call them producers. I do think it's good that every so many years, there's a cycle. You need to probably re you need to move and have a new roster of agents. Not that I'm trying to uh, wish for people to lose their, their jobs, but I do think you need to have fresh fresh advisors fresh eyes every so often every whatever five years ten years whatever it is i think it's a helping hand to the product so i, I do like mm -hmm. they have this new surge of names that i've been hearing about that are backstage in, in that capacity yeah jimmy this is I, do you know much about nick aldis do you have you followed him and if so have you seen in the past where someone who seems like they would be ready to be a pro wrestler or i mean he obviously is ready to be a pro wrestler but i mean <laughs> ready to be a uh ready to, I, to fit in on the roster there, get offered a a producer role instead of a wrestling role. Is that something you've seen before or have experience with? Well, it's 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 interesting because like you like like Justin said, here's a guy you you talk about turnover in that role of an agent slash producer. And someone like a Nick Aldis in the ring, I followed his in ring career. He as a performer, he I, I enjoy his work. I think he's mm -hmm. fantastic in the ring. He's great at telling stories in the ring. And as we know, WWE is big on that. They like that. And if, as someone who could probably teach the younger folks, you talk about bridging the gap between old school and new school. There has to be a happy medium there. 
because you can't go all the way one way and all the way the other. You know, the, you have those guys back in my day, you know, and, and trying to do it that way. And so you can have those guys there that say, hey, look, back in when we were doing it, we used to do it this way. But if we incorporate some of what you're doing and, and timing wise, I think Nick Aldis has a mindset. This is me guessing because I, I don't know the man well personally. I've met him before, but that's about it. And I think this he's got a mindset where he could kind of, like I said, bridge that gap between old school and new school and and be a, great at creating and teaching and maybe be a player coach, so to speak. Because like Justin said, eventually, you know, as you're there and you're getting into the groove, they see you and they, you know, hey, we can use him in the ring and help get, you know, work with other talent on TV to get them over. Maybe he be to that point, Jimmy. Maybe it's kind of a guy. It's like where it's like you know, well, we may not have a whole lot of TV time for you, but he's somebody who you know works can work live events. Kind of kind of the way that the brawler used to do. You can work live mm-hmm. events with guys just to get them reps uh, in front of a crowd, but not necessarily for TV. Not not taking down the wins and losses in the record book. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I think he's everything you're looking for. I think he works in the ring. So I got to imagine if they're looking at him as a producer, there's something beyond just whether or not he would work in the ring. And it could it'd be all speculation at that point as far as what that could be, whether it be him not wanting to do NXT or whether it be money based or whether it be just like Justin had mentioned, maybe there's just not space for him on the roster mm-hmm. for like what they want him to do. And they're just trying to find a way to get him under the umbrella while he's available. Mm-hmm. Uh a million things, but I think that, like I said, when NWA was getting kind of that resurgence before the pandemic and power came out and people were starting to get some buzz around it, it was really the Nick Aldis show, uh, for anyone who watched it, uh, kind of similar to uh, Friday Night Roman Reigns, I think, except at the NWA level. Uh, so we'll have to see where he goes, but I think he's talented. No, absolutely. And, and really quickly here, you know, like you said, Justin, getting him under the umbrella and having him teach is one thing, but you know, like you said, trying to find a place for him on TV and on the roster for, for the public is a difficult time right now because there is so many, you know, names in, in, in on the um, on the sheet. You know what I mean? You got to give people there's a lot of TV time out there, but not enough to get everybody on TV. So maybe you have Monday the umbrella and when the time is right, you can implement them as, like I said, a player coach kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and not and not to be ageist because he and I are only one year difference in age, uh, but I mean, yeah, he's 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 thirty six years old. Uh, he, he, you know, so I mean, so it's just this, and he's in phenomenal shape. But it's to the point of, do we want to use up TV time for a spot for somebody who we may only have five more years of versus somebody who we we have ten to fifteen more years of? I mean, it, it, I mean that it's a good problem to have when when WWE's in this in the situation they are with the roster right now is thriving around SmackDown. And then you do have NXT still, you know, helping create stars. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's all, it's all relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll have to see. I think he's going to be a big pickup for whoever ends up getting him or whatever he ends up doing, but we'll have to see, as they say. Um, now we're going to talk about the show, but before we do, as always want to say thank you to everybody who's in the live chat. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, whether you're chatting or whether you're one of the team lurkers out there, let me hear for all the lurkers <laughs> hanging out there. But if you're in the chat, I want to give a shout out to Zook, to Carrie, to Steven, to George, to Tuck, to Big John, to Ricky, to Ethan, Lego Brick, Leonard, Jason S., J.R. Smith, Sev, Sherrod, 
Leo, we got Huffman, we've got Dylan, we've got Christopher, we got Bernie, we got uh, a lot of folks in here. Rocky, you sound like you sound like, you sound like Lou Bigga and Mambo Number no. Five, except you're rattling off a lot of male names. <laughs> yes, no. a, a little, little bit, bit of Rocky, yeah. <laughs> a little, little bit, bit of BPE nine four seven. Well, I think Petey Pablo did the same thing in the song Freak a Leak. Yeah, <laughs> he just rambled off a bunch of names. That's a little more. Uh, that's, he says it was a little bit more moist. I think, though. Monica Monique. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was waiting for when it was going to pop up. <laughs> I love that you both. Well, Jack, you better have got both those references as a DJ. Yeah. It oh, is, I one hundred percent got it. Jimmy, I know is more of a seventies cool in the gang kind of guy. So I don't know if he was going to flow with any of those lit references. Trina, Shafonda, yeah, <laughs> Freak Elite. Yes, I, I won't ruin that song for everybody else for the rest. Of I, I think you'll get our podcast like uh, strike down with some profanity flags if you if you quote much more of that song. Continue any more of the song. Um, so, anyways, I don't think anyone had the Triple J crew talking about Freak a Leak on their uh, bingo card for tonight, but there it is. Um, speaking we, of, we freak never cease to amaze. That's all. No. Speaking of Freak a Leak, we start the show with Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, he's he's home and he has a challenge for Brock Lesnar uh, but Brock isn't coming out right away so Cody says he'll be here all night and as he's leaving the music hits hits again and then Brock jumps, jumps him and beats him up in front of his own mama Justin he finally said it hard times hard times yeah but you know what um, actually you know he really as he was calling out for Brock and he was, and he was. Uh, I, don't, I forget what he said verbatim, so I'm not going to try to quote it. But he, he, as he's calling out for Brock and saying, "I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. I'm fighting for my hometown. I might be like." It was such a like '80s territory babyface uh, studio wrestling promo. Except he was in front of thirteen thousand people live, and they all were reacting. It was such a moment. I got a little bit of goosebumps actually. It really. I mean, he's been over in every town they've gone to in 2023. Obviously, he was exceptionally over tonight because you know, you know, he 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 hangs his hat in Georgia. Um, this was a good, it's a good promo. You know, they had the family. I thought maybe they do a little bit more. I thought maybe you know, Brock would hold you know Cody's severed head a little bit more to like you know his to Cody's mom or something. I thought they'd play into the family a little bit more. But overall, it was a nice touch. I mean. They're selling this rubber match as best you can. People are behind Cody. He's such an over baby face. I, I mean, there's still the one lurking lurk issue of I still don't fully know why they why Brock has a problem. We, we never really got that, and Cody even alluded to such. But uh, if I, I if I can go past that, otherwise this was a pretty good, um, you know, pr a pretty good opening segment that, uh, that, that 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 got heat on Brock. Jimmy, I love. Cody Rhodes and I love what he's doing. I've said before, I think he's one of the best at selling me on a match that there is in pro wrestling right now. So this is me sort of playing devil's advocate here. How much longer can Cody Rhodes rely on his relationship with his dad and the parallels of their career before it starts to run a little dry? Well, until this, the, he, he gets to the goal that he is looking to achieve. I think that's when it starts being about him as opposed to trying to, you know, do things, you know, in the name of his father, so to speak, and, and to fulfill that dream. So in the hard time sort of and thing. But one thing I will disagree with, sorry to backtrack here a little bit. 
with Justin a little bit. I didn't mind that it, that that Brock didn't do the obligatory with with Cody's mom there, you know, picking him up and really, you know, overemphasizing, look what I've done to your son here, the F5 right in front. It was those little subtleties, you know, where he's smiling at her, look what I did to your boy, a little wink. You know what I mean? It was that was almost more than like, here, look what I did to your boy. It was kind of like, hey, I did this to your boy, but it could have been worse kind of thing. But again, back to your 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 uh, original question there, Jack. I think once the goal is achieved, then he moves on to make it about himself as opposed to, you know, fulfilling what his, uh, you know, his his goal for his dad. Now it's about him. I'm calling Cody's next shot. I assume that he wraps things up with Brock at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Get me a returning Randy Orton. Get me a heel returning Randy Orton. And Randy Orton, when he wants to be a POS, and Cody Rhodes was over like Rover right now, and then, oh, by the way, what, 15 years ago, they have history uh, with Legacy? Give me that. That's that. That's what I'm waiting for. Wow. And, and to Jimmy, to your point, I, I, I'll give you. I'll say this. I think it's a fair. Uh, you know, it's fair what you're saying. I guess also in the stance of, you know, it's not like you have this mother and of Cody Rhodes's mother who's like, can't believe that her son would be, uh, you know, in this vulnerable state. I mean, I guess you know she was the the wife of of the of the legend Dusty Rhodes. So it's like she's seen a thing or two. So how shook can you really get her? Yeah, <laughs> in some in some ways to put it as that. But uh, but yeah, I, uh, you know, Cody versus Brock for some time, and then. But yeah, I mean, I I want I want to get Randy Orton back. Yeah, I, I would love to see that. I think that would be that would actually be a great continuation of Cody's story. But also, yeah, when when Randy Orton wants to be evil, no one's better. No one's better, Jimmy. Jimmy, that's gotta- a. That's a pencil for Justin. Thank you. Trying oh. to give him the pencil. <laughs> hey, there you go. See, you got. And then we- the next, the next premium live event after SummerSlam is here in Pittsburgh. It's called Payback. You can talk about Randy might have something he wants payback to with Cody. They, they they can dig up in the video archive. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm just I'm scribbling with my pencil here. There might be something there. there. I like it. Where um that's why Justin is the booker of the Triple J podcast because me I'm like. <laughs> I think there's still something there between Cody Rhodes and Akira Tozawa. When Cody didn't <laughs> want to team with him, they could pull that back. We got something uh, here. <laughs> you're booking house shows. That's okay. Yeah, house exactly. Shows work. That's a, yeah. We, you need someone to book those too. And those house shows are fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. When they go to Japan, they're doing the non-televised house show, and you want to get Tozawa on the show? A little local flavor. Hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I got those handled, guys. Don't you worry. They're you are. Be- the soil is the soil is moist for your live event booking. <laughs> That's what the farmer needs. Just so mm-hmm. <laughs> good lord. So, <laughs> this is, this, as uh, as someone in the chat mentioned, I should have saved it. Said uh, last week it was Justin's load. This week it's moist. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, Justin's uh, load is moist this week. Oh, I'm sorry, no, I can't. Gonna, they're gonna come <laughs> on and just pull us off this whole podcast. Yeah, right now. Exactly. I'm just waiting for it. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for like what Vince did during a uh, Backlands Hall of Fame. Somebody's just gonna come in and just completely just do, yeah. give us a pitch timer uh, <laughs> violation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get cut off. It was nice. Yeah, it was yeah. nice work with you guys. Uh, I'm yeah. sure we'll see each other down the road somewhere. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, speaking of moist loads, Gunther versus Riddle is next. Um, I dare you to do this with Issa. No, <laughs> no, because if uh, tech she'll wipe might, you. I definitely would have to wear the shirt then. The referee. <laughs> Oh, man. So this match, though, I want to talk about this match for real, though, because uh, so Guther wins the match, has a promo about building a legacy and having a match with Drew McIntyre afterwards. Uh, Jimmy, when you think about what a five-star match is and all this other stuff, <laughs> if you take away the length of a match, of a, you know, what you typically think of as these, like, match of the year candidates, you take away the length, you shorten it for TV, remove the false finishes, mm-hmm. you get this match. This was like... I feel like Gunther versus Matt Riddle was the perfect weekly TV match you could have. And I know that Collision had a tag team match that's like a match of the year candidate. I feel like that's a special situation what they did. But for just a typical TV weekly match, this was perfect. No, it, it, I, I don't know if I'd use the term perfect, but it was a very, very good and entertaining match and accomplished the goals they were trying to accomplish. They're trying to get uh, still have uh, Riddle somewhat over in a losing effort, but at the same time, make Gunther look strong. It's funny how when you watch that match and they do that chop fest back and forth and you go, of all the people, you, you'd rather have the MMA guy chop you than, uh, the, than, than the guy Gunther <laughs> because Gunther hits so hard. But the, that being said, no, they, I thought this match was exactly what it needed to be. I'm not a big fan of having non-title matches just out of the blue like that, because I figure if you have a title, when you enter the ring, that match should be on the line. That's that's just a, a little thing that I have an issue with. And in this case, it wouldn't have mattered because, you know, Gunther's going over, so he would have retained anyways. But other than that, I thought this match, I wouldn't say five stars. I'm not a big star rating kind of guy, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it, it was a well-told story and a really good match put together. Yeah, Justin, I, for the record, hate when they do non-title matches where the champion wins anyways. Also, I feel like you might as well just made it for the title. But uh, what were your thoughts on this one? I thought this one slapped, as the kids say. Yeah, yeah, the, mat- the match was perfectly fine for what it was. Um, it certainly does feel like they're putting Matt Riddle, and I say they, meaning the, the, the office, they're putting Matt Riddle kind of through a little bit of test, you know, like just seeing like our, our can we can we still rely on you you're going to do business you're going to take some losses like this you know can, can you can you maintain um you know so, you know your your ability to be over with the crowd it, it does feel like there's a little bit of that going on but my biggest problem that i had with this the whole thing was uh one of my biggest questions i had from the week prior uh cliffhangers which was imperium kind of teased some dissension uh ludwig and and gunther with with giovanni and tonight, that was not even relevant. It was. It was I don't even. I. I, uh, I was sp- split screening between. I had one screen on Raw and I had another screen on my Orioles on an eight-game winning streak. They lost tonight to the Dodgers, so maybe I missed a little bit of dialogue. If I did, somebody correct me. But I saw that that Kaiser and and Vinci were banned, and they were they were in the in Gorilla watching. And I, that just that was my biggest miss. Was like I I was when when I knew that uh, that we're gonna have. Uh, Gunther versus versus uh, Riddle. I, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to get a little bit more context of what's going on with Imperium. Are we splitting somebody off or what? Ha- and that just wasn't there. So that was really kind of bizarre to me that we um, just didn't get anything with that tonight. Yeah, they, not, 
Oh, sorry, Jack, not to cut you off. That's an interesting that you said that because really quickly here, until you said that, I had totally forgotten that it had happened last week. They and did show a little good. video recap. Of no, I do. They I didn't do. build yeah, on but, it. Right, exactly. And, and during the match and watching the match, it, it kind of escaped my mind. It, it wasn't a thought at all. Hmm. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe that's the case of most people. And then and they just moved on from it. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, hopefully they just realized afterwards that hey, we don't want to go down this route because Imperium without Vinci doesn't hit the same, you know? Like, I think you need three people. Otherwise, it feels like Gunther and a lackey as opposed to a group. Um, oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, at least, at least if you have two guys that are lackeys, it it balances out. But yeah, if, if it's just Kaiser and, and Gunther, then yeah, it's a Batman with a third-rate Robin. Yeah, that's no, that's no disrespect to Kaiser, but it's just it's just where he's perceived right now. Where if you just have two people, but if you have three, like I said, Kaiser and Vinci can both be the henchmen. Yeah, yeah. When there's two, I don't know. If, yeah, for some reason, in fact, I'd be okay with them adding another person if there was someone that. Fits well, there used to the Imperium used to be four back in NXT, right? Was yeah, it a wolf? The wolf was the yeah, other yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'd be I'd be okay if they added someone else to the group just to Nick Aldis. I'm an NWO guy. I like it. I like when my groups have a hundred people in it. <laughs> Nick Aldis. He, he, yeah, he, there you go. He, 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 bet that works. What, yeah, he fits. Why not? Yeah. He's got an accent. It fits. Yep. It. He's from Europe, right? That's that's <laughs> that's half of the, that's half that's the battle. A, with, that's with, the, with that's criteria, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't sound like a yank, <laughs> right? And respecting the ring. That's like the second thing. But as long as you're from Europe, that's the most important thing. Um, a lot of people keep saying Dragonoff in the chat too. Interesting, uh, interesting choice. Yeah, well, I've heard that one before. Yeah, because there's there's a rumor he's uh, on his way up to the main roster, so uh, it'd be an interesting choice. It almost that, feels like he would be a good fit. It, Jimmy, if he in fact is, that would be a hell of a debut, kind of in like the fashion of like Solo, how Solo did last year. Hmm. I think at Clash of the Castle, that'd be a hell of a thing. If, if, if whatever title match Gunther has at SummerSlam. If Dragonoff made his appearance and uh, Imperium uh, affiliation debut there, right? Interesting. See, there's that pencil again. Yep. <laughs> you know who I think should join Imperium? Akira Tozawa. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> he'd be he, he'd he'd be he'd be uh, the uh, he'd be like the Vincent, the Virgil, or the NW Vincent. <laughs> she was like, "I'm over this Akira Tozawa talk, Jack. Just end it now." We've never said Akira Tozawa's name this much in one podcast. Yeah, no kidding. We're only 26 minutes in, we've never seen. Someone's Google alerts are going off, and it's going to mm-hmm. be Akira Tozawa tomorrow morning. He's going, "Hey, uh, I, I believe you." Wait, when he follows all when he follows all three of us tomorrow morning, we'll know why. <laughs> Oh, okay. Cool. I believe in you, Akira. You can do this. Mm. Um, a lot of people think that Drew's taking the uh, getting the win next week too. Mm. Um, we'll have to see. Uh, but let's talk about some tag team championships. Um, the tag team champions are backstage and they're chatting uh, about all the different contenders. When Rhea Ripley single handedly just decimates both of them uh, mm. later. Raquel and Morgan are in a tag team championship match, but Raquel's knee is injured. So she gets taken out and it eventually becomes a two-on-one situation with Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville becoming your new tag team champions. Mm -hmm. Justin, I felt a little bit like this was very predictable, but at the same time, absolutely the right call. I agree. Right call. Um, 
Chelsea and Sonia, they you know talk about uh, maximizing TV time. If you look at the timeline of their their story, they are given a little bit, and then they've been gradually given more and more. And I think it's worked. They look like a tag team. They're syncing up their 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 ring gear. They 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 they, they you know there's kind of a nice um, yin and yang. Sonia is all business. She's gonna kick your ass. She's ready to go. Chelsea is just as uh just as much of a force but in a whole different way <laughs> they just kind of work um and 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 I'm big fans I'm a big fan of of Raquel and Liv but I also do think that they each on a single standpoint probably work better and as we'll maybe we'll get to later with Liv so mm-hmm. getting the tag titles off them kind of uh, removes that obligation or they have to be in tag teams so I thought this was a good call you know I I'm mm-hmm. I'm all, I'm in favor of you know don't just keep title changes for premium live events. You know, I'm not saying give all of them away for free on Raw and SmackDown, but I do think it's important to have title matches on Raw and SmackDown mm-hmm. and then every so often to have the title change because to keep the audience engaged. Um, you know, kind of like what you said earlier, Jack, you know, like, you know, Guther beats Riddle, but it wasn't even like just make it for make the match for a title that's just going to elevate just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm okay with everything that happened here. I'm and, and I'm a big fan of Sonya. I'm a big fan of Chelsea, uh, both individually. So happy to see them get success uh, as a tag team. Jimmy, I don't know about you. I know that I'm supposed to be rooting for Liv and Raquel here, uh, mm-hmm. but when they were backstage talking to Rhea and Rhea was like going face to face with Raquel, and Liv was like, "Yeah, you can't mess with us. We're gonna beat you up. We're not scared of you." And then Rhea headbutted her. I, I kind of giggled. <laughs> like, <laughs> It felt almost like the big bull, like there's the big bully and the little bully, and then some mm-hmm. the little bully who's the loud mouth. That's how it right. looked to me, even though that's not the way it was supposed to be. No, no, I, I get what you're saying, but uh, it, it was interesting. But they're definitely setting up a one-on-one situation with Rhea and Raquel. This is where this is leading to down the road. And if it's not, then they've got me completely. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Baffled. Baffled. Yes, yeah, uh, where this is leading. Flummoxed. And and they did a good job of giving them a note with the knee, and it wasn't it wasn't necessarily the knee itself that cost them the match, but it contributed to that story, where you know Raquel was taken out of the match and she couldn't uh, go in and help her partner, so to speak, and save her, uh, maybe make save her on the on the pin attempt or whatever the case may be, because she was outside selling that knee. So they gave them an out, so to speak. So that's a good thing. And like Justin said, I think they work better as individuals. And I like that. And I'm starting to like the team more and more of uh, Chelsea and and Sonia. I love the team of Chelsea and Sonia. I think they're so entertaining. I've always loved Sonia Deville, so I'm glad she's getting a chance. But Chelsea Green, since her return, has just knocked it out of the park completely. Mm -hmm. And I think that her character works better in tag teams because if she was winning, I feel like it would almost be against who her character is, you know? Uh, So having a a good tag team partner, help her get wins fits who her character is. Um, But yeah, I think Raquel versus Rhea print money. I'm guessing it's going to be Raquel versus Liv and then Raquel, or I'm sorry, uh, Rhea versus Liv, which Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll talk about later, but, uh, and then that'll lead to Raquel versus uh, uh, Rhea. But I don't know how long that is going to be, whether it's live at SummerSlam or live is the speed bump on the way to SummerSlam. 
Um, Tommy O was actually at the event saying, just leaving the show, a hot live crowd. Don't know how it sounded on TV. Major pops were for Seth, Cody, KO, and Sammy. Even a nice pop for Thea Hale when they did the IG Top 25 commercial. Mm -hmm. uh, Nicholas, who was also there, says uh, Otis was getting big pops too. The crowd came off lo uh, loud. Yeah. To me. yeah. Mm -hmm. There yeah. were there were very few times where they were a little quiet, but for the most part tonight they were they were hot. Yeah, this, this is a good crowd, and um, I want to give a shout out to, by the way, to Scott uh, Lindstrom saying from listening from New Zealand today. Oh so, yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us from New Zealand, and Dylan, I know that's close to where you're from too, but uh, so we'll give you a little shout out as well. Um, Bushwhacker Scott. Bush, <laughs> Bush, um one of the uh one of the i don't know as a kid i got a a little action figure of one of the bushwhackers and it always bugged me because i was like i have one bushwhacker what am i supposed to do with one bushwhacker you only had you only had the one oh that's sad. so like, it, it it i don't know it's just, it, it's not the same we only have one bushwhack anyways first world problems <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, which, which one butcher luke do you remember i had butch butch Butch, yeah. So at least I, I mean, Butch is a cool name. Luke's a cool sure. name too, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I was as a kid, you always want two, but whatever. My, I, son, I, my son's I, name Luke after Bushwhacker Luke. Really? No, his name's Luke, but it's not after that. Yeah, <laughs> after Luke Skywalker. No, just after my, his 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 big sister's Libby. So we just went with the L name. Yeah. Oh, I like, nice. I like names that you can. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't like. Um, how do I put it? I don't like. Let's name him William and call him Bill. Let's name him Lucas and call him Luke. No, his birth name is Luke. Don't. Yes. Don't. Don't name me James and call me Jimmy. Right. My, just, just, my, just call me what you're well, gonna call me. James is not my legal name though. I know it's. I know what your legal name is. Yeah. Uh, which, 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 which threw me the first time I heard it. Yeah. Is, is that kayfabe or can I say it? No, go for it. Dimitri. Demetrius. Yes. Demetrius. Yes. What? Yeah. Oh, your mind is blown. My brain go. just blew up. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Jack. True Demetrius. story. Let me tell a true story real quick. So, I, I've known, I've known, well, obviously I've known Jimmy for much longer. I've known of Jimmy for much longer. Jimmy and I became friends, I would say, probably by 2011, 2012. Mm -hmm. um, the first time I learned of this, was i don't remember the year but it would have been after 2012 jimmy was coming to pittsburgh to come here with us and iwc wrestling and share a shot reality and he was doing podcasts he was going to do our indie promotion and so i needed to coordinate getting jimmy flown here mm -hmm. and so when i had to get the stuff you need for flights you know legal name birth date all that whatever when he gave me his legal name i went oh he's ribbing me the referee is trying to be funny, <laughs> but he was not being funny. Oh, oh Jack, you're on mute. Sorry, my dog was uh, drinking some water and it was kind of loud. So, uh, um, in any case, uh, Jimmy, how what percent of people call you Demetrius today? Uh, it is since my parents have passed. Uh, it's pretty close to zero. If Aldra's mad at you, does she did, did, did she yell at you as Demetrius? No, it's it's a, I don't I can't say it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> is it, dirty Demetrius? Oh, no, uh, I like that. 
That'd be a perfect, great heel name. Yeah, Leonard in the dirty, dirty Dom Corderas. No, I like but it. the only I, I for years I've been I was trying to figure out how uh, they get Jim, Jim or Jimmy from Demetrius. But you know, people in Greece, Demetrius, they'd call him Demi. So I guess when they come here, you know, over to North America, it's like they hear Demi and they say Demi. No, Jimmy's fine. <laughs> in there, and really? it's stuck. So, wow. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy, did anybody from the WWE office? Because I mean, because most of the boys wouldn't know; they would just assume Jimmy. Did anybody who would have your your paperwork or legal stuff? Did anybody ever like? Uh, is that was that ever a, a raz or a rib on you? To, to be honest with you, people in the office when they had to, because obviously they have to do your paperwork, get your, your all your stuff in order. When they saw Demetrius, they were impressed. They were like, "Oh, I like that. Why don't you go by that?" You, you know. And I was like, "Eh, yeah." You know. Jimmy's easier. Jim, Jimmy. Wow. You think you know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I, James uh, Corderas. He is not. I yes. will say my birth certificate does say Jack. I'm not, I'm not a John going by Jack or anything like that. Jack's the, Jack's the name. The driver's license says Jack. So no phony here. Demetrius. <laughs> my, le my, my legal name is Labar, but it was not on my birth certificate. Oh, Really? I'll leave, How does that work? leave it there. Yeah, that's my cliffhanger. My oh. birth name is not Labar. Is my legal name now, but it's not my birth my birth certificate. Um, interesting. Wow, we started talking about <laughs> moist modes and ended up with just truth bombs. Yeah, you know, just opening up here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is your life, Demetrius. <laughs> yes. There you go. Well, uh, crazy. Wow, I'm 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 still shocked here. Uh. Seth Rollins, he's uh, got a promo that he's been setting up for about an hour, and he gets one sentence into it before Finn Balor just cuts him off and says, I want my title shot. And, of course, uh, Seth says, if you just want a vendetta, we don't need the title. Let's do it right now. And so Finn does it right now and beats up Seth mm -hmm. Rollins. Justin, I loved this segment. Um, I thought it was an interesting take. I think that – Seth Rollins may be the king of these pre-tapes when you think of his his ones with Matt Riddle and stuff like that. But what did you think of how they did this? No, I thought this was really well. Everybody benefited from this. Um, you know, Finn's kind of on this like periphery. He's, you know, a little bit of problems maybe with Priest and and whatever. So I, I thought that uh, we needed to get a serious, a real serious, um, threatening side of Finn. And I thought he held his own verbally while still being the heel. You know, allowing Seth to be the good guy. Uh, I like the close-up, tight camera shots of their face. I thought that. I mean, you know, I mean, I could see, I could see every emotion in Finn's face. I thought that was important. Um, and I'm glad Finn looked like he was going to walk away. And I was kind of like, oh. And I'm glad he came back and put the beat down on Seth uh, because mm -hmm. if he didn't, then I thought there would have been there would have been a void in this whole. That whole segment. So I'm glad that he did. I don't. To be tr to be truthful, I don't. I, you know, I, I give him like a, a five percent chance <laughs> of actually beating Seth for this title, but at least do the part to make Finn seem as credible as possible. Uh, I, I assume he's going to lose, and I assume problems with Judgment Day maybe will continue, but at least give me your best effort to make this match and make Finn seem as credible as possible. And I thought this segment did that. Yeah. I, what I loved about this, Jimmy is the fact that when, when the way Finn handled himself, I thought Finn 
stole this segment and I, and Seth Rollins is incredible, but yeah, I think to Justin's point, he was so serious. He sold it with his facial expressions, but Mm -hmm. he also, he's starting to get this and judgment day in general have this Mm -hmm. where they've been running things quote unquote for so Mm -hmm. long that they're getting kind of reckless and dangerous. Like they're just attacking Mm -hmm. people wherever they're doing whatever they want. And this is the kind of group that I think is the most intriguing because like they're that scary group. What are they going to do? Are they going to attack me in the middle of my promo that, has nothing to do with them and that kind of stuff. How did you feel about this? No, I enjoyed it very much. What I enjoyed the most was I I enjoyed what Finn was saying and how he was saying it. It got me intrigued. It got me thinking, boy, he's really getting into this now. And I, and and he's finding his groove. And the thing, uh, I know a lot of people are saying, Oh, I prefer to see a Seth or more serious Seth Rollins. I liked seeing the serious side of Seth Rollins in this situation he doesn't need to be that every time, all the time. This whole crazy, for lack of a better term, Joker character that everybody's talking about. Joker. Is, yeah. yeah is, is perfectly fine. But every once in a while, when the time is right, like tonight was the, was that right time, you get that serious Seth Rollins facing off against a serious Finn Balor. And it worked for me. I think that's one of the key things when you have silly characters or funny characters is being able to do that pivot to, okay, this is a serious moment when they're in the world title picture. Cause you can't be, I think you can't be silly if you're the world champion, like you're in serious world there. And I think there've been some characters in the past that were silly characters. Everyone loved them. They became the champion and then they just stayed silly instead of having those moments of seriousness. Um, and so uh, I think, Jimmy, to your point, this is was a really good move by Seth Rollins here. Um, the Slayer in the super chat, by the way, or in the chat with a super chat says, "Hey guys, current ringside eco champion. Congrats, champ! Uh, love the podcast. First time online in a while. On vacation. Listen to the replays at work all the time. Well, the Slayer, thank you, thank you so much for that. We awesome. appreciate that. And uh, again, congrats, champ. Thank you. Um, Enjoy vacation. Yes." Must be good being the champ, taking vacations all the time. Yeah, there like you go. Justin Labar taking vacations, <laughs> taking one vacation in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> um, Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders uh, in a Viking rules match. Uh, mm-hmm. Titus is on commentary for this one <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and... Um, uh, Maxine gets her jacket back, but in the end, the Viking Raiders get the win in their signature match. This one was absolutely a fun car wreck of a match. I had a good time watching it, but Jimmy, this question's for you. Viking rules match means there's no rules. Uh, No holds barred means there's Mm -hmm. no rules. Falls count it. How many match types are there that essentially means no rules? As a ref, Uh, I expect you to know this. Yeah, I, I I wish I did know because there are a lot of them. There, <laughs> anything goes match. Whatever you, you, there's so many names put on a match that has got basically the same rules. And it depends on what company you work for. It depends <laughs> on who comes up with the name. Hey, let's come up with a creative name for a no DQ match where anything goes. And you know. The uh, do we still count Ravens rules matches? That's what I want to know. Uh, but uh, I don't, I thought it was funny when they were announcing this, they were like, This match has no rules, Viking rules. I was like, mm-hmm. Well, that's a rule, then, isn't it? It's, it's called a, it's named after a rule, the Viking rules. But I digress, it's silly and fun. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Justin, I don't, did they explain why Titus was on commentary here? I thought he was hyped. It was cool, but I I didn't really get it. No, when they introduced Titus, um, you know, they made mention again of of all the, the the he's so involved in the in their charitable side of things and as an ambassador. Uh, but there was nobody centric to any of that. That wasn't that. So no, I don't know exactly exactly why. And I. And, Anybody who really knows me knows that uh, Titus and I have a, a long and great relationship. So I, I'm never I'm never sad to see my guy on there. But I wasn't sure why he was on there. Yeah. Um, Corey Graves tried to justify it as you've been in the ring with the Viking Raiders. <laughs> How do you topple them? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure um, why Titus yeah. on there, but whatever. But I mean, I'll say this. Um, you know, in the past, I could see them having done something like this and it falling really flat and really cartoonish. But I thought they brought some physicality. There were some good spots. I did not expect Maxine, of all people, to be the one that takes the table spot in this match. She does. So that gives a little credibility to her. She's the least experienced of all of them, but that but that boosts that credibility. Um there was a great spot as right before I think they wanted to tout it a little bit more and and Titus kind of I think uh overshadowed Kevin Patrick's cue to go to break but there was a spot where um the one Viking Raider the bigger one uh uh leapfrogged off the middle rope and Otis called him and slammed him and it was huge it was and there was that spot and there was some other there was the the the, the two moonsaults in a row that happened from first again the viking raider and then from chad cable there was a lot that was kind of fun to watch this match it really was and visually it was fun uh and i'm glad as much as i like as much as i like alpha academy i'm glad the viking raiders won this because it's a viking rules match if the viking raiders don't win their own damn match you know i mean that's that's a pretty obvious burial you know like mankind had to win a boiler room brawl Yes. Um. You know, you, you, there's certain matches you just need to win because they're made in the vein of your character, and if you don't win them, it's 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 a burial, intentionally or otherwise. So buried alive. It buried yeah. exactly. Mankind won buried alive. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right. But but Taker did did the hand. Up. He got See, the but, hand up. Yeah. Exactly. I, I love that event. I love that event. I could. Yeah. I, I would do a whole podcast on that event. October '96. Great event. Um. Overall, I like this. I thought this was this was a lot it of fun. Fine. Yeah, this um, this match reminded me of the old uh, hardcore championship days where there was yeah. just like stuff everywhere. It was a mess, but it was just wild, cartoony fun that you're just like, yeah. oh, this is fun. I'm, a, I'm a, whatever. 
but it wasn't rushed. They took their time. They let things settle in. They let the crowd absorb the fun. Yeah. Let the crowd be, you know, that was what was most enjoyable for me about this was, you know, a lot of guys go, oh, we can do all these crazy things. We could do this. We could do that. We could do this. We could do that. They did. They, they maximized their time and took while taking their time, yep. which was I, great. And and to the point of the the Viking Viking Raiders winning their own match. Yes, I totally agree. Because also with Alpha Academy, they're still, uh, you know, over with the audience, so to speak. But at some point, they do have to gain victories to keep that momentum. And 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 and, and one thing I'll say too on the Alpha Academy, I do think there needs to be. Um, while the three of them are working really well, I do think there's still a little bit of confusion with the audience. Of always like it's obvious you cheer Otis. Mm-hmm. You know he's a lovable big guy who's goofy. It's obvious you cheer Maxine, pretty girl who's 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 earning her stripes and everything. I still think there's a little bit of like, are we supposed to like Chad or not? Like he's a little bit condescending. He's smarter than the rest of us. He's telling us to shush. I do think because even when they come out, I still hear some pamperings of booze. And obviously tonight they were clearly supposed to be the faces in this. So I do think that like we need to now if, if we're committing to this trio of Alpha Academy, there needs to be some so a little bit more babyface action to like let everybody know you're supposed to want to like Chad Gable. You're supposed to, uh, you know, in, uh, just ingratiate yourself to his goofiness and the fact that he's he's Master Gable. That is a little a slight disconnect that I still feel that like I don't and I'm curious how more casual viewers, uh, you know, view it. But that's that's kind of what I still hear is a little bit of, of of confusion of what about that guy? He seems like he's snarky and smarter than the rest of us. He is smarter than the rest of us. Now, uh, yeah. Nicholas saying the crowd was very hot for this one. Uh, Nicholas was there as mentioned earlier. So yeah, I mean this was super fun. Uh, mm-hmm. George saying Tazawa for hardcore champion. Oh, God. No <laughs> uh, I want to say about Titus, though, because in the chat, uh, people were kind of hard on him, but uh, I, I actually thought he was fun. I mean, I don't know how it'd feel if he was there for every match, but I like he was very excited mm-hmm. about the match, and I love that excitement about what he was seeing. It made me more excited, and I think sometimes that's necessary on commentary. You want someone who's like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. What are we seeing here? Um so I, I liked him. I thought he was fun out there. I, I'm a big Titus fan, though. I, I just I always felt it was disappointing that he I think that trip kind of cost him more ring time than I think if he didn't trip. We'd probably still be seeing him in the ring, but he's doing good stuff, too. So that's good. Um, Shayna Baszler comes out and basically just chokes out Nikki Cross <laughs> pretty quickly. Then um, uh, Ronda Rousey starts to talk some trash and said that she had a harder route getting to the WWE than Shayna Baszler did. Shayna says she's better at being Ronda Rousey than Ronda Rousey is. And Shayna goes after Rousey before she, before Rousey leaves. Um, Jimmy, did you have Shayna Baszler standing in the crowd in your Monday night raw bingo card today? Cause that was surprising. Yeah. I didn't tick that box. That's for sure. And it, 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 you know what? The back and forth was okay. There were some good lines thrown out there. They got people to pop a little bit. But at the same time, it's still, I'm assuming that Shayna's supposed to be kind of the baby face in this thing, but it doesn't feel like that. It's it's one of those deals like, for me at least, who am I supposed to cheer for and who do I want to see, you know, 
get their butt kicked, so to speak, because Ronda obviously from that promo came off like a, like a heel, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you had to work your way up and I was given everything because of who I am and how good I am, you know, that kind of sort of thing. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Right. But, uh, but you know, with the response that Shayna was giving back, it wasn't like the, the badass, cool, he baby, baby face who, 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 you know what I mean? It just, it was almost like a heelish response as well. So you could tell with the crowd, some of them cheered, but at the same time, a lot of them were booing going. And I think at times felt a little confused. Yeah. I think it, I, I liked everything that Ronda Rousey said tonight, but I also feel like, and I think I saw this on Twitter quite a bit. She spoke at normal speed for conversation, but fast for being broadcast out to an arena. Uh, so if, I felt like it felt like people were kind of catching up on trying to f- figure out what she's saying. Uh, but I like the content. I like what was said. I like how this is going. And I definitely feel like Shayna Baszler is the face. I'm rooting for Shayna Baszler. Uh, Justin, what was your takeaway? Do you think that this they nailed it with this one? They didn't nail it. I, what Rousey said was good. She's trying to counter what Shayna said the week prior. She Rhonda's trying to give, you know, why her back door was not as as as, as easy as, as Shane is making it to be. But yeah, the problem is here is Shane has been positioned as the face and the crowd seems to want to not necessarily cheer Shane, but they want to, they want to boo Rousey, but Shane still doesn't feel like a flock to me, baby face. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they had a quick minute there, or a quick second, I should rather should say, uh, towards the end of the segment where she's in the middle of the crowd and she, I don't know what she said, but she mouthed to the crowd and it's almost like she tried, like, but, 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 but then prior to that, what did she do? She had a squash match against Nikki Cross, who by all accounts, Nikki Cross is pretty much kind of liked by the audience. Mm-hmm. She's kind of crazy Nikki. So they squashed her. Shane squashed her. That's not very endearing to the audience. Like, I, I don't know off the top of my head what other woman they could have put out there. Um, but it just it's like for a minute they make Shayna look like this badass heel. Then we're supposed to flip and feel sympathetic towards her and she wants to go after Rhonda and security stops her and Rhonda's up in the skybox, etc. It, it, it's kind of confusing. This this and I'm speculating here, but this feels like this feels like Rhonda and Shayna real life are have a close relationship. This feels like maybe Rhonda's checking out for a little bit. And so she wants to do a good deed for her friend and help get Shayna over. But the audience is nowhere in line with how this is being presented. Like the audience has never, ever thought of of Shayna as a babyface. Not now, not in NXT. She's always been this badass heel. Now you're trying to make, make her the heel we're cheering for. And when Ronda was brought in, go back to WrestleMania 31. I was there when the rock calls Rhonda in and Rhonda's the biggest damn box office attraction at the time. She comes in and she, you know, hip tosses Triple H and 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 scuffles with Stephanie. And now all of a sudden she's being booed. It just it, everything's just ass backwards. Nothing feels exactly natural. Um so uh, I will be kind of as a voyeuristic uh I'll be watching this match at SummerSlam very like 
this is good. I, I kind of feel like this might be a car wreck in terms of how the crowds are going to react to all this. I don't know. I, this is this is weird. It's just weird all the way around. Justin, we got a chat here. It's not a super chat, but I want to throw it to you because I want you to explain this or, or chat about this. Big John asked the questions. Couldn't it just be two heels that don't like each other? Uh, can you speak to why they don't? We don't see a lot of two heels that don't like each other matchups. Well, and just in traditional psychology, if you have two heels, like you just you want the heel, you want the heel to get 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 their ass kicked. You want the heel to get what's coming to them. So if you have two people that you you, you want to see both get their ass kicked, what's the point of staying there and watching it? You know, like the, the point of the baby face is to have somebody to rally behind, have somebody to, to connect with, have somebody to relate to, have somebody to, to like, if you don't have any of that, then you might as well just get up and go to the fridge and just come back and just, okay, oh, well, the two people I hate got their ass kicked and they're off my TV. You know, you, you need a good guy to, 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 to sell you on something. So, uh, or, or you need a, a very special, anti-authority figure early stone cold steve austin whatever and those are very few and far between so uh, no disrespect to shane or ronda uh mm. stone cold they ain't so right it's not it is that's no disrespect to anybody there's yeah very few people you can put in that that's mm-hmm. i would to take it out of wrestling i feel like i would just say if you know if i'm a seattle seahawks fan if i for some reason hate um you know, Patrick Mahomes and I hate, you know, um, the 49ers mm-hmm. and the Super Bowl is the 49ers versus the Chiefs. I'm not going to be like, well, it's two people that I hate going against each other. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. I hate them both. Yeah, I'm just yeah, not no. I'm just exactly. not interested. I don't want to watch two people I hate because. Right. Yeah. So you got to you got to want someone to win. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what this business has been predicated on for since day one. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yes, you can kind of blur the lines a little bit in certain situations, but having a heel versus heel or even a baby face versus a baby face, which occasionally gets people kind of interested in, okay, who's going to win this match, but who do I want to win? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, we got a promo from Ricochet up against Logan Paul, and this has been, uh, Jimmy, uh, I feel like this is Ricochet's big chance to give us some time on the microphone and see how he talks. I'm not going to say that he's the rock or anything like that, but in your opinion, how's he doing? Do you think he's earning himself more time on the microphone? Do you want to see something more from him? How do you feel about his, his mic work since this whole thing started? Uh, He's progressing. Let's just put it that way. It's, it's getting better. It was, you know, it wasn't one of his strong suits to begin with. So, um, you know, there's a comfort level that you have to hit when you're behind the mic and you're going out there and you're cutting a promo. And a lot of times when you're given lines to say that you have to make those lines, you, you, mm-hmm. if, if you get my meaning. So uh, a lot of guys, sometimes that's where their, their, their strong suit is, or they could take someone's words and turn them into and make them feel like theirs. And there's others who have trouble with that and are better with kind of going out there and being themselves. Ricochet is starting to get the, uh, getting, like I said, progressing with getting those uh, ideas and thoughts and lines given to him. And he's starting to make them his own. So I'm not saying he's there yet, but he's getting better. 
Yeah, Justin, I, I feel like listening. I think there was a time, with all respect to Ricochet, that when he had a microphone, I felt like, uh oh, this isn't good. Uh, where this, it, it felt like he has progressed and gotten a little bit better. Uh, do you think he's on his way? Do you think that this was solid? What were your thoughts on, on this one? Well, he's getting better. I used to refer to him as he was a stuntman. He was a guy that physically could do anything, but you don't. You're not going to script him any dialogue. Uh, you know, he's getting better, and that and 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 that takes opportunity. Also, you have to. You know, he he might have had it in him a year ago, but you have to give the guy opportunity to prove so. Last week with Logan, what a tall task that was, which we talked about. You're putting him up against a guy that has so much charisma in Logan Paul. So I was glad that tonight he at least had an isolated segment to talk. That he's not, you know jousting with anybody he's just answering the interviewer's questions um it did feel a little bit better um his best feature is always going to come what he's going to do physically Mm. there's no soundbite he's going to say that is going to be used as a soundbite in the video package to help sell SummerSlam. right the clip that's going to help make SummerSlam is the recap clip when you see oh my god this 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 spot that he just did with logan paul and hopefully it goes off successfully right that's where his that's where his selling point is um which is tough because you know pro wrestling's built on pro wrestling slash sports entertainment's built on talking people into the building Mm -hmm. that's not his strength his strength is kind of let's show you some physical clips of what he does you'll come into the building wanting to see more of that. And, you know, so it's, it's a different thing. He, uh, but he, but, but as Jimmy's saying, he is progressing. He's been given opportunity and I do think he's moving in the right direction. Um, this will be, this, this might be a very career defining match, how he handles this match, how it goes off, uh, that this could be, this could be the deciding factor of creative saying, this guy's going to move in this direction. He's, maybe u.s title or ic title here down the line or this guy's again just going to be a high spot novelty this might be the biggest night of his career SummerSlam. that is it, it really might be even i mean because this is going to be probably the match that has the most eyes on it that he's ever had because of logan paul so in a lot of ways yeah this is probably going to be a definitely a career defining match for him and I think once he gets in the ring, he'll be fine. I think they're going to have a really great match. But yeah, I, I like what I've seen from him on the microphone. I, I like I said, I don't think he's the Rock. I'm not going to put him in like the top ten. But in my opinion, he's definitely gone from being someone who I'm like just keep the mic away from him to like okay, I get it. He can talk a bit, um, which is a big move. But speaking of guys who can talk, Miz comes out and he reminds us that he uh, got a you still got it chant <laughs> which uh, hey I'd be telling I'd be saying that too but uh, Becky Lynch comes out and rips into the Miz for implying that she may have lost a step Trish comes out and says we beat you multiple times so we're done here before saying Becky needs to thank her uh, this leads to a if you can beat Zoe you can have a match with Trish but if you lose you have to get on your knees and thank Trish. Um, then there is a post-match kerfuffle and Becky stands tall. Jimmy, this is a, um, I feel like this is another one of those things where we knew this is where it was going. We know where it's going to end, but it makes sense. So I'm along for the ride. No, they, they made it interesting again. They made you want to watch this match take place because, you know, they added those little stipulations in there. And then, and I, I really doubt we're going to see thank you, Trish tattooed on, uh, on uh, Becky's yeah. chest, but at the same time, you know, you they could tease that at least, anyways. But uh, 
they did a good job of making people want to go, hey, down the line, I do want to see Becky get her revenge on Trish. And and the little thing they did with the mask and the whole bit and, and Becky getting that offer, it all helped. Yeah, Justin, I, at first, when it first happened, when she, they first said, if you lose, you're going to have to get the tattoo on your chest. I was like, well, that kind of kills. I mean, she's not going to get a tattoo. But then I realized... I knew she wasn't going to lose. She's not going to lose next week anyway. So you might as well just be over the top with it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, that, that part I'm fine with. Yeah, you know, I'm, I, I was kind of sour on the idea originally of trying to uh, push Trish as a heel. Like, who wants to boo Trish Stratus? She's, she had such a lovable babyface. I mean, she was a heel early on when she was managing, like, Tess and Albert. But through the prime of her career, she was such a lovable baby face and you know and she's beautiful and like you know who wants to boo her but i i do think especially in the mask even maybe maybe it's covering up a little bit of her, of her face mm-hmm. uh, i i do think she's really trying she is giving it 100 to be healed and, and she's trying to obviously get the rub to zoe so uh i i can't discard that effort uh so yeah i mean I, i'm i'm uh, trish is a heel versus becky is a face SummerSlam. it's a big deal um Let's make it as big of a deal as possible. I have to say, as the fashionista I am, I don't know what the hell Becky was wearing. I thought Be- when Becky walked, I thought she was wearing pajamas. That's what I said. What is she wearing? I wasn't going to say anything because I've always mean to to Becky, but that's mm-hmm. why I, I literally texted my friend that I was like, mm-hmm. "Why is she, she's trying to be tough, but it looks like she's in her pajamas?" What? She- the, yeah, uh, see, I I was in mine. And I had to change and put this on for the. I, I mean, I'm like, what is she wearing? I don't please, know. Please, Jimmy, please tell me you were also wearing like the midriff uh, cutoff pajamas, no, like Becky, the same, the exact same ones. Not exactly the same, but hey, <laughs> I digress. Um, yeah, like I, I, I mean, I thought, yeah, she should. I, I thought she'd be coming out wearing something a little tougher if she's gonna have that. Like, I'm gonna go beat someone up, mm. kind of, kind of vibe. Her and Seth have taken this whole fashion walk the plank thing to a whole other level oh yeah i do have a i have a question though and either of you guys can answer it I, i'm watching you know I, back in the day i'd watch wcw and ddp would walk out and he'd have his ribs taped up for like seven years and you'd be like man fighting champion fighting through the pain and cody rhodes has a cast on and you're like man even though his his arm is broken still out there good for him but if someone wears a mask because they have a broken nose or skull or something everyone's like boo this cheater why is it that's the thing that we're all like you're boo you're covering your face well that's trish stratus people want to see her face well well that for trish but also it's just the it's the you're in a physical sport and so when you amplify this extra protection for part of your body it kind of just screams this uh, this pettiness. You know, I, I, I have to give a shout out to my man D'Lo Brown. D'Lo wearing the chest protector. Oh, yeah. And that then was- that evolved. You know, D'Lo's, he's not in the Hall of Fame now. I don't know if he ever will be. But 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 within its, within its context of the 90s and of the European title, D'Lo made a chest protector evolve in the... Oh, it's the old, it's, it's, it's the wearing the cast far be it's the, it's the manager wearing the you know, Bobby Heenan wearing a neck brace far beyond. You ever need to have the neck brace on. You're, you're certainly mm-hmm. healed. It's, it's, it's just, it, it's, 
it's added protection for uh, a level of ridiculousness. Um, yeah, we got uh, the Slayer 94 saying Becky and Seth should have their own clothing line. Ah, maybe that's where it's leading down the road. You never know. I'm sure there's some uh, stylist in the back at WWE going, yeah, Seth mm -hmm. and Becky should have their own clothing line. Mm -hmm. the, the person that's the person doing the real work, finding all this mm -hmm. stuff and bringing it. They're like, yeah, yeah, they should. Even though yeah. someone else is probably putting it all together. I don't know. Maybe they do it, but I just. I assume they have someone who puts all the stuff together. Seth was on the Today Show a few days ago, and he said he has a, a stylist. Yeah. Um, and by yeah, uh, Bernie DC saying what made Delo what made Delo's chest protector even more potent was Delo's low down frog splash finish. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, yep. uh, by the way, I uh, I work with a company called Championship Wrestling, and we, they have stars come in, and I do the the interviews and stuff with them. And uh, I got the chance to interview a few people there, but when I interviewed D'Lo Brown, that was mm -hmm. the one that got all my friends from like high school. And so, dude, you were chatting with D'Lo Brown. That's crazy. Yeah. I was like, really? I, I, yeah. There's been a bunch of people I've talked to, but that's the one. I don't know. Everyone loves D'Lo Brown. They got mm -hmm. really excited about that one. Um, mm -hmm. Shinsuke versus Bronson went down and mm -hmm. it was a back and forth until Ciampa comes out and attacks Bronson, costing Shinsuke the match. Uh, Justin, after the match, Champ was like, bro, my bad. My blind rage caused me to charge into the ring and assault somebody. Didn't mean to cost you the match, though. <laughs> but I get what they're doing, just but from a logic standpoint. Like, dude, what are you, how are you going to act like you messed up? You, you ran out into the ring and attacked somebody. I don't know. Yeah, it, I, I didn't love all this. I mean, it was that. Um they kind of tease Shinsuke maybe going heel. You know, he he's pissed off at Champa and attacks Champa and then has a backstage where he's mad. And I, I, Shinsuke is such a baby face character. Or let me put it this way: when he can be a, when his when he can be baby face mannerisms, that's when he's being full Shinsuke. I, we saw heel Shinsuke several years ago, and I I did not vibe with it at all. So yeah, I'm 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 really lukewarm at this whole segment uh, of what we're doing or what we're getting at here um yeah oh and by the way he's now big bronson reed oh yes i, I don't yeah. I, I don't know you know i don't know if we always need to add the um the adjectives to the name i i, I hate to go on this i hate to always this does feel like a you know <laughs> like a stupendous name well it, yeah oh. vince loves marketing it does feel like Vince, you know, Zoom called into a creative meeting. Yeah. He's not just Bronson Reed, damn it. He's big, big Bronson. He's big. Do we have to say that he's big? I don't know. Nicholas in the chat saying uh, this was one of the more quiet uh, segments that the crowd was dead for this one. Uh, Jimmy, I, I, yeah, I want to get your thoughts on it because I got to confess, it feels it felt a little bit like this going into money in the bank that Reed and Shinsuke and Ricochet and now Champa were sort of in a holding pattern until something mm -hmm. opened up. And so they're kind of in these matches that they were with the, against each other, but there was not really a story, but right. I just felt like they were waiting until something happened. But now I'm getting to that point where I'm like, okay, we need to move past this. Right. No. And, and like you said, you need something to happen. And, what happened tonight wasn't what was needed. 
if you get my drift. Yes, I get the story there that Ciampa came out. He's upset with uh, with Bronson Reed and he went after him and blah, 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 and all that sort of stuff. And then apologizing to 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 Shinsuke afterwards. And sh- the, the most intriguing part of this whole thing is Shinsuke's interview afterwards <laughs> where he was saying, uh, I'm tired of everybody getting involved in my business. That was the mm-hmm. most intriguing part of the whole thing. So uh, that speaks volumes to what we just saw. Yeah, I agree. That was the best part. I, I did like that he really kind of snapped on Byron too. That yes. felt really good. I really enjoyed that. But yeah, I was a little, I'm, I'm ready for this whole group to sort of go their separate ways and do different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, the Slayer saying, where the hell is New Japan Pro Wrestling Shinsuke? Osaka. The, that's probably the uh, best answer we're going to get. Uh, we get to the main event here, and it's Judgment Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Rollins out of nowhere takes out Finn Balor. Then we get a good match. Two good teams put on a good match. Go figure. Uh, eventually, Liv Morgan comes out and attacks Rhea, setting up Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to get the win. Um, the only thing that made me nervous about this one, Justin, is at one point Graves said Rollins was going eye for an eye, and I got flashbacks to his match with Rey Mysterio. Got very worried for everyone involved, but it turned out to be okay. Uh, no, if we're going to talk about Graves, how about Kevin Patrick saying at one point, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, Kevin Owens doesn't get too perturbed about anything, and Corey Graves jumps down his throat like, what are you talking about? He loses his temper nonstop. That's how we got this match. So I thought that was a little interesting. KP uh, getting a little off script there. Yeah. Um, uh, Jimmy, give me the, give me the pencil again. Ooh. I disagreed with the finish of this. Hmm. KO and Sammy, and look, the Atlanta crowd was popping. This Atlanta crowd was popping for most of the show, so so good for them. But I think that, like, you know, I thought there was a theme here tonight. We saw the tag titles change on the women's side. I thought. There is uh, a lot to be had if Priest and Dirty Dom win these tag titles. KO and, and Sammy got them at Mania. They, they, they have this fun little buddy cop routine that they do and whatever. But like, I think if Priest and, and Sammy, or if Priest and Tom would have won them, uh, now you have obviously you know your your, your biggest heels on Raw with tag titles. You have Priest with the Money in the Bank briefcase and a tag title, Dom with a tag title, Rio with the women's title. Now it puts pressure on Finn to get the job done. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, now we have some more fireworks and what seems to be something that's going to continue on there. Mm-hmm. I thought this I, when they made it a title match, they we did not go into this night advertising this. When they made it a title match in the eight o'clock hour, I thought we're going to title change. That's how this Raw is going to go off. It's going to be a big deal. And, and for all the reasons I just said, I, I could see why that's a smart booking move to do. Mm-hmm. I think it was a missed opportunity. Uh, I, I think it was a, yes, the crowd popped for Sammy and KO to win, but I think there was a missed story opportunity here tonight. On, on two ends. I, I, it's, it's funny you said that because going into this match when they made it a title match and, and seeing, like oh, you said, all the, the circumstances going on around it, you, it was believable you can buy that the title was going to change hands. You know, like sometimes we talk about matches where, yeah, I don't see so-and-so winning the title. I don't see so-and-so. 
tonight you went into this match going, you know what? I can see a title change here and, 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 and buy into it. And not only would it, you know, help further the story along with the judgment day, there you have a story with Kale and Sammy too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it could have been something, you know, to, to create a rivalry between them two as well. And you can get two kind of things going out of this. And, and like it, we, we're seeing a little bit of dissension between some members of the judgment day is particularly uh, uh, priest and uh, Finn. Can you imagine if uh, priest is money in the bank title holder, tag team champ, along with Dom Rhea holding a title Finn, misses his opportunity to get the championship from Seth Rollins. Yeah. And he's the only one in judgment day and exactly. not a champion, so to speak. Like you were saying, Justin, it's just, yeah. And, and, and then never mind the judgment day uh, storyline, but just, just, just go to the tag team male booking. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, who's a threat to the, if you're not going to go with priest and Dom, who's a threat to take the tag titles? Like I mean, yeah, the Viking Raiders won their Viking rules match. Mm-hmm. Are we catapulting? Like, like, who who is Ko and, and and Sammy fighting at SummerSlam? You know what I mean? Like, right. I, so I, just, I thought this was the night. You're in a hot Atlanta crowd, hot market. I just and, and then Dom Dom's on NXT tomorrow night, going for the North Atlantic so, or, or North North America. So he would have had all the more momentum to say, "I'm going to capture that title too." I just. I don't know. I thought it was a missed opportunity. I, 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 we have the privilege of getting to armchair book this. Mm-hmm. You know, Hunter and crew have to, you know, uh, Hunter and, and his team has to book this and put it out there. We have the luxury of seeing it happen and then cherry pick and critique. So I fully recognize that. But I, I think I think it was a missed opportunity. I think the tag title should have changed hands tonight. Mm-hmm. Not only do we get to look at it in retrospect but also we don't have to think about what the next thing is coming so there might be something there but i do agree that i know that priest has the money in the bank briefcase but i think we're to a point where uh judgment day needs some some gold they need i think they need something to show that they're actually top tier top of the mountain villains and i think mm-hmm. it felt for a while that maybe they were holding off on that because the bloodline had everything and they didn't want that to be like every heel group being just having all the gold but now i feel like that's far enough in the rear view they need to get some gold around mm-hmm. them and i know Rhea is the uh champion but because she's kind of like she's like in her own stratosphere right now i feel like she's so beyond everyone else it almost doesn't even count right now you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so i think one of the fellows needs to get a title uh and i think I think the tag team titles would have been perfect for them, especially when they have so much dissension within the group, because mm-hmm. that kind of forces them to stay unified to a degree, too. Well, well yeah. and and to like you said, if you want to get more titles, like unless one of them's going to beat Cody, or, or unless one of them's going to beat Seth, and I don't think Finn's going to do that. No. So then you go to who's your mid card champions? Theory and Gunther heels. So nobody from Judgment Day is going to beat them. So it's like. This was your chance to give some more titles to that group. To mm-hmm. so I, I I don't know I I don't know I, I'll be very curious to see what Ko and Sammy's SummerSlam matches mm-hmm. if they have a match. Assuming they do one, if if it's anything subpar, I'm gonna be really right. scratching my head as to why we didn't make this change right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who would be a spicy choice for them. A lot of people are saying yeah. the street profits in the in the chat, mm. Um, mm. which maybe. Um, but that, that's that's a face I, first face, and I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's doing any. So who do you want people to ch- ch- cheer for when the match ends? I, right. I don't like that at all. No. Yeah, and I I don't think I feel like they haven't been heated up very well. Like they haven't really been doing a whole lot. Um, right, that I can remember at least right. not getting big wins. Like, I don't. Fe- I feel like they would be getting the shot just because of the street profits, not because they're they've been on a streak mm-hmm. or something. Right. Um, but we'll have to see how it plays out. Overall, I thought this was a very wild episode of Raw. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. It. This felt like a summer episode of of pro wrestling. So mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it overall. Uh, before we go, uh, Jimmy, your mm-hmm. overall thoughts and um, where can we find you online? And everyone in the chat, by the way, let us know your mm-hmm. overall thoughts of the show. No, I, I, for the most part, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was a good show because it did what it's supposed to do. It set up matches for SummerSlam and we have some official now. You can, I can list them off, but uh, you know, hey, you can, you yeah. can find them easily, but uh, you know, obviously the big one, Cody and Brock and and that sort of thing. And Finn and Seth seem to be set in stone now. Everything and a few other matches looks like they're heading Trish and Becky. But that's the main what, what I'm trying to say. There's it's two weeks away and they've got matches set up. And we're just gonna see how those stories progress in the next couple of weeks leading up to it. But overall, I thought raw on an overall platform, I thought it was it was a pretty good raw. Yeah. And as far as where you can find me, obviously here on Monday nights with Triple J. Uh, reviewing Raw on Wednesday nights with uh, Justin and Issa, looking at uh, AEW Dynamite and, you know, the Reffing It Up podcast. We're, we're taking a little hiatus for a couple of weeks, but we'll be back soon. And then, uh, of course, on all my social media platforms from Monday to Friday, you can catch me doing my Reffing Rants. Uh, usually they're just critiques to uh, not to tear down, but to help tighten screws, as we like to say. And uh, you will, will you give a sneak peek on what your next ref and route ref and rant will be uh, focused on. It's it's kind of like a weird little rant because it was an incident that happened this weekend at Triple Triple Mania. Triple A, Tri- yeah, Triple A Mania. Triple down, Triple Mania with uh, Don Callis, and it's just a you know my thoughts on mm. you know, what happened there. That's all. Well, we have to tune in. That's a quite the uh, cliffhanger there. Uh, Justin, what did you think of the show? Just so you know, we're getting about an average of an eight in the chat. What did you think of the show and where can we find you online? Well, first off, who do I have to petition to make the reference longer? Mm. Uh, Twitter, because the, the videos only last a minute. <laughs> I can fix that for you. Oh, okay. You can get. No, I'd like him a minute because you can people, get to two twenty in the in chat. Yeah, I know, in, but people's attention spans these days. Do it for a minute, and you know, they, there's more likelihood that they may tune in for a minute than they will. All for right, a couple. fair enough. Well, at Justin Labar on the socials, um, yeah, here on Monday nights, I'm actually not going to be this Wednesday. Jack Farmer is going to be in my place, I believe, this Wednesday. Thank you, Jack. Um, but yeah, we're, you know, we have so much going on. I, I think I, I hope I'll be here around for SummerSlam. I'll be on this podcast. So a lot of fun. Uh, but at Justin Labar across the socials and, uh, yeah, I mean this, there's, there's, there's a lot going on with WWE right now. You know, as you look at we, who's Roman going to face at SummerSlam, there's a lot of things that we have to figure out that are coming up. It's a exciting time for, for WWE, but, um, overall I thought tonight's raw was pretty good. A hot crowd. Um, 
you know, a hot crowd, which is which is always what you want. I thought this was an entertaining role. Um, next week they're in Tampa, which is like you know home base for most of the talent. So, you know, we'll see what they bring there. But uh, yeah, overall, pretty good stuff. Obviously, the critiques we all touched on, and again, whatever channel, whatever platform you like your podcast, subscribe, follow, do whatever the it prompts you. Here on YouTube, there's the survey. Fill the survey out. Help you know keep this podcast going by letting us know what you like and what you don't like. And uh, and yeah, a lot of a lot of and 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 guys, can we even fairly market it? Are we still Triple J? Or are yeah. we double? Or are we double J with a Demetrius? Oh my goodness! Double J D again. Oh, that's something else. The the, the lies have just caught up with us, Jimmy. Mm. If oh. I can call you that anymore. Hey, that's what I've been going by since I was a youngster. So is, hey. is Corduroy even your real nickname? Uh, yeah, yeah, that one is. <laughs> well, well. Uh, to, to be honest with you, uh, there was a guy that, be, oh man, this is going back a ways. Uh, when, uh, old high school guys, they, he used to call me Qderis. Qderis. Yeah, and I just thought it was just his way of saying it. And, and one day he goes, how do you spell your name? Q-U. And I'm like, yeah. He says, no, really? How do you spell your name? And I said, it's with a K. And he goes, come on. I thought it was Qderis. No, it's Corderis. And he said, so then he just started, I'm going to call you Q. <laughs> and I'm like, and then all of a sudden it caught on. Every, a bunch of guys, you know, say, hey, Q, what's up? Q, what's going on? You know, and I'm like, and it's stuck with a bunch of people. It's like uh, the guy from the office that always called Jim Big Tuna because he brought tuna fish sandwich one time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that does it for us. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. As you just heard the breaking news, I'll be on the Wednesday show. I think I haven't heard from the the official boss, but I assume that's what's happening. But I'm uh, gonna assume such. I'm, uh, assume. I'm, I'm making the executive call. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'll be there on Wednesday, but also uh, on July 29th, uh, Santino Bros Wrestling. I'm wearing the shirt. You can see it here. Nice. Uh, we're gonna be uh, doing the LA Rumble on July 29th. It's available on Fight TV. If you're if you're in LA, come see the show. But if not, you can check it out on Fight TV. 30 people fighting for a chance at the title. It's basically the Royal Rumble, but it's for our show. So that's how the rules work. Come on. Come on. <laughs> it's it's going to be great. So check it out J- July 29th on Fight TV. Again, you'll see me on Wednesday. And I want to thank everyone who is in the chat as well. Uh, we got a lot of them. We got Matt uh, Heladio. I That's a new name. So I want to give you a shout out. Martin Watts, Nelly Belly, Theo Slayer again. Uh, Safit uh, Chekovic. I don't know if I'm saying that name right. Jack Roman, Leo Bowden, Kier Kemp, Slim Majors, Megan Harden, Shabowski. Uh, we also got Deedle Bro. A lot of names I haven't seen before. Scott Lindstrom, Tommy O, as you mentioned, Mitch Dodge, Rick Plot, uh, Justin Check, uh, Laura Rock, Rob Mooring, uh, Burner Account, Stalking You, Bit Milligan, Droy J, Gotti Jr., all the regulars. Thank you guys so much for coming in here. I'll, I'll be here all night if I read everyone's names, but. <laughs> Uh, Zoo Cuffman, Lego, you guys. Thank tell you. a friend, tell a friend, share tell, the podcast. Yes, tell a friend, share the podcast, fill out the little survey. Uh, and until next time, everyone, have fun and follow at Wrestling Inc. We'll see you tomorrow.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.